Welcome back to the Table Church Podcast. Megan, how was work today? Work was good. It was good. Have you talked about your job on your other job on the podcast yet? <laughs> no, I don't think I probably have. That's true. Well, Megan recently took a full-time job. I'm going to stop there and let you explain what it oh, is. Please mansplain my job to the people, Phil. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I did. Well, what it is, is it? No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. He was not mansplaining. <laughs> if he had continued explaining my job for me. Or would it have just been <laughs> explaining? Yeah. Um. So uh, a couple of months ago, I transitioned into a full-time job working for a hospice here in Des Moines. I'm uh, working as a bereavement counselor. Mm-hmm. And I'm the person to talk to who connects all of our volunteers with patients to make sure that all of our patients get visitors. So you're with people at the end of life mm-hmm. quite a bit right now. All the time. More than you've probably ever been. I think and talk about death eight hours a day, five days a week. So <laughs> what does that do for your soul? I think it's really, um, I would have assumed this was the case, but it's really sweetly true. I really enjoy it. I think mm-hmm. that it just brings a lot of simplicity to how you approach life in general mm-hmm. you know you're just um incapable of being ridiculous about things that don't matter yeah because you're thinking about things that do matter yeah all day yeah. so I, I think i've said it before on the podcast but i kind of long for the days where cemeteries were in churchyards mm-hmm. and you had to walk past graves on your way to to worship mm-hmm. and be reminded of your mortality. I grew up with that. Like I grew up at a country church where oh, that's cool. I mean, the place where my parents are buried now is just right there in the mm-hmm. same place where the church is where I grew up attending. Yeah. And so there's something about that. It's really neat. If you go to a monastery now, that's always the case that, you know, right. where you eat your breakfast, you can see where you're going to end up someday. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There's if you were a monk. Seems like there's just something <laughs> that would be formative about that if we let it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I suspect that people today would probably run from it. But if we kind of forced our, if we were in a situation where we had no choice, but like this is just our daily rhythm, our mm-hmm. weekly rhythm, um, it would probably help us on, pers- you know, have perspective. It's true. So we just wanted to have a quick podcast and um, just share a little bit about what God's been doing in our lives and in, in our prayer life, my prayer life lately. Oh my goodness. I don't know what's going on. Megan, are you a journaler, a prayer journaler? Not prayers. Journaling. Yes. Okay. My prayers are a little more visual yeah. than verbal. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had a prayer journal. Um, ever? I guess I shouldn't say are ever. Are you a journaler I, though? In no, general? I've never been yeah. a journaler. Okay. I, I'm similar to you. Like I like to pray, pray kind of visually. Uh huh. Um, but for whatever reason, I decided to start journaling my prayers this year Mm -hmm. and I've been doing it pretty regularly and it's just been, it's been rocking my world a little bit. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I would say that in the last few weeks, I've just felt more fire in my prayer life than I remember ever having. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to just, I don't know if this is an encouragement or what this will be for people, but just share one little thing that happened, uh, Tuesday, today is Thursday. This is the ninth. This was on the seventh that this happened. I um two things actually that morning. I, I went to pray 
and I had been listening to a book on prayer by the leader of the 24-7 prayer movement. So this book is like full of miraculous answers to prayer. And it's just like, it's getting me pumped up. And he's just like, yeah, you know, just chase the Lord and um, have courageous prayers and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to pray that you do something great in table church. I'm going to put a stake in the ground today. I'm going to pray. I had a number in my head, Lord, by the end of the year, I want to reach this many people at table church. And I literally got down on my knees to pray for this number. And I just felt this overwhelming sense of the Holy Spirit stopping me and saying, no, I will not let you pray for that yet. You need to pray number one for the victims in the earthquake in Turkey. And number two, I want you to stand up and stretch out your arms towards Edmonds Elementary and pray over that school. Mm -hmm. And then God said, I will let you know when you can pray that prayer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, wow, okay. And I was like, well, number one, I'm kind of, it's always exciting when you feel like the Lord has spoken to you. Mm -hmm. It is something you cannot plan, but it surprises you every time. And it's like, even if it's not what you want to hear, God has been saying so much stuff that I don't want to hear lately, Mm -hmm. but I'm so happy that he said it because it's like, wow, God spoke to me. That's cool. You know? Anyway, that wasn't even the thing I wanted to share. So I was writing all this down and I'm, I'm I'm sharing, you know, um, you know, thanking Lord, thanking the Lord for, for who he is and for what he's done and for what he said. And then the very last line in my prayer journal is also, please heal my back, God. Because as you know, I've had a bad back for some time. I had a, mm-hmm. I went to Iowa Ortho, got a, a an injection last August. It helped for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a chiropractor for a year. <laughs> I got no relief. It's just been bad. Mm-hmm. It, I wake up in the middle of the night, my back is just on fire. I, I can't hardly get out of bed. It's hard to put my shoes on. Like it's pretty bad. It, it, limit, it limits me. And I just like threw it in there. God, please heal my back. When I went back to my office after my prayer time, I had a voicemail on my phone and it was actually my doctor's office. I had been to the doctor about a month ago, mentioned my back. He said, would you like me to put in an order for physical therapy and give that a shot? Mm -hmm. I said, well, let me go see kind of what's covered on insurance, how much it would be and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And honestly, I never did that. I was just like, it's going to cost so much because we have a super high deductible. And I was like, I just don't want to spend the money. I'm just going to live with it for now. And... Well, I had a voicemail from my doctor's office saying, hey, would you like us to put that order in or not? It was a month later, you know, Mm -hmm. and I called him back. I was like, yeah, let's do it. So then the next day I got into the, I got into the physical therapist the next day and they gave me like this called dry needling. It's like acupuncture Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. holy cow, like my back feels better right now than it has felt in probably two years. Mm Mm-hmm. All that happened while I was praying from my back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess that. the moral of the story, sometimes God heals in miraculous ways. Sometimes he does it through natural medicine. And sometimes it's kind of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it all kind of lined up. Yeah. I think that's a good thing to note that um, uh, all of us are bad at noticing things. Um, we are noti- we are good at feeling like we need things and bad at noticing things, mm-hmm. you know, and so we don't properly recognize how much is happening. Mm -hmm. Um, and most of life moves, I always say that it moves kind of like the, you know, the way the sun appears to move in the sky, though, we're the ones who are moving. It never looks like anything's moving. It never looks like the earth is rotating. Mm -hmm. It never looks like anything's changing. But if you stand in one place for, you Mm -hmm. know, 20 minutes, you'll notice 
you've moved you know <laughs> it never so feels like it's true mm-hmm. like it you'd you'd be like you're lying to me if you didn't know science you know yeah but if you think about it there's evidence if you just stand still and pay attention you notice the sun appears to be in a different spot in the sky you know mm-hmm. even after 10 minutes so um life works that way and like i think when people think prayer journal they think just writing out every word of what you're praying, which is totally mm-hmm. something that you can do if it helps you hold your attention, but also just writing down stuff like what's happening. How am I doing today? There's, like when I journal, it's always just like in bullet points basically. Yeah. But if you go back and read what you wrote over the course of a week, maybe three weeks later or something like that, you see progression happening, but in the yeah. moment you feel like nothing is happening. Mm. So yeah. yeah, that's a good analogy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think back on the three years that we've been, three and a half years that we've been planning Table Church, and it's like in the moment, it feels like, boy, things are moving slow. But you look back at all that God has done, it's like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. Like, this is crazy. This is crazy. And so many answers to prayer. It's just amazing. So here's the deal. I guess as we wrap this up, I um, I just, God needs a generation not of people full of spiritual activity, but of spiritual authority. You know, people who are going to, kind of root themselves in him and in his heart, going to pursue his presence over everything else. And I just think that when we start to do that, that's, that's when we see God do amazing things. Mm -hmm. So perhaps that'll be a little encouragement to somebody there today. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back in a few weeks. Talk to you then.